0: thank you for joining me today no problem um we tracking you down because i've got you've got this amazing story of uh dragon's den i watched dragon's den I've been watching it for years now and i'm fascinated and to actually get in touch with someone who's actually been on it um, actually won the investment which is even better
1: and it actually completed as
0: well yeah which which is great so um what series were you on uh, I think it's series eleven. Series I kinda 11. lose track
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think they do like one bulk recording that does effectively really two seasons. Alright, awesome. So what do you do at the moment? What's your what's your current situation, Ed? Uh, so it's just me running the business. Mm-hmm. Um we've got a couple of people that kind of do odd odd jobs for me. Yeah. We're about a month, month and a half away from taking someone on full time to okay. do sales. Yeah. Which is it's really exciting and it's yeah, so yeah. equally scary yeah because uh, it's like well like at, at the minute i can kind of bob along you know if i have a really bad month it doesn't really matter as soon as i employ someone i've got to then find the salary each month even if i have a really rubbish month
0: yeah well you come to the that right place because i'm from recruitment background so, <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'll share some tips with you but <laughs> it? it's a
1: different board game but it's exciting because
0: expand yeah. the business you need people yeah exactly and, we,
1: um, we've just about so about two weeks ago, we had eight trucks in our fleet, and now we're going to 18. Wow! So we're practically doubling it off one client. Wow, that's good. That's good. So
0: it's advertising, right? So you advertise on trucks.
1: Yeah, take commercial trucks. They make deliveries just with something else with branding on. Oh, awesome, awesome.
0: So look, um, you're doing really well at the moment. You've got a dragon on board. Just take me through when it, how, how did this first start? You know, when did you have this entrepreneurship inside you? And talk us a bit about. You know, did you have this from a very young age, or was this something which you grew into? Just take us back a little bit and uh, tell
1: us how it started. Yeah, so I've always wanted to run my own business from primary school, I think. Yeah. I remember year four, I wanted to run a pub at some point. Okay. So don't want to run a pub anymore, Yeah, um, but just never went away. So I went to, at the end of school, A-levels, generally the idea. So I was like, am going to go to uni, going to get the skills. I want to have that idea, I can go and smash it. Got to in the uni, didn't have the idea. So I went, right, you're going to set yourself a challenge. Yeah. Three months, boring job. About a week later, I had the idea, walking down the road, saw trucks at lights. And I went, oh, if I had a business, this be a great place to advertise. Wow. And literally, that's where it started. Wow. So initially, when you're younger, you want to
0: always start a business, which a lot of entrepreneurs have that. Yeah. Um, but it's getting the right idea. And then you've just watching these trucks go by, because I would have thought, you know, being an entrepreneur, someone's done that already, you know, all these advertising signs, you know, on trucks and stuff. Yeah, it
1: has been done before. So about 15, 20 years ago, someone about my age, something really similar, and they're still going. Yeah. But I think they kind of lost their way along the way, because it's it's one of those weird things that, although everyone's done it, it's still not mainstream, so it requires a lot of Thought before you do it, right? Uh, and it is quite a big investment. You are investing for six or twelve months at a time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people pay that up front and then don't see returns until month five, six, which is great. Yeah. But also, it's like takes four months to get people to see it enough times. It is a really powerful medium. Like customers that absolutely love it. Yeah. Like day two of campaign and they've like doubled their app downloads. You're like, yes, I did that. Wow, that's
0: interesting because that's interesting because. Everybody's going towards social media. Yeah, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, because obviously it's effective, but I think, like you said, you've looked at the traditional media, which basically works, you know, if you do it in the right kind of way, you yeah. know. And there's always a market for traditional media, you know, advertising and magazines, there was always there's always a gap in the market. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think the more people who are on a medium, the harder it is to stand out. So, for instance, one of our clients spends a about half a million pounds on TV advertising. Yeah. And their plan is, is if truck advertising works, is to funnel that in there because they they just don't get seen. Like the number of times I've mentioned them to you know, clients like, who the hell are they? Yeah. And like when you say they're spending like pretty much a million pounds every couple of years on TV advertising, you've not heard of them. Yeah. That's really scary, especially as you're your their target audience. Yeah.
0: And what do you think about TV advertising now? With, you know, social media growing, YouTube growing, what do you think of traditional advertising on TV?
1: I think if it links, it's great. But you get, like, you do get some amazing adverts. Like, I appreciate when the advert's good, but a lot of them are just there because it's, you know, theory missing out. You yeah. know, if my competitors are on TV, I'm going to be on TV. You know what we want to do? You want to be where the competitors are on because, for example, if you're driving down a road and you see them on the truck... If it's just you, you, you've got an association with driving in that brand.
0: Yeah. That's no, interesting. That's interesting. When I heard about your business story, I just thought that's great, because you've thought the box a little bit <laughs> and you saw an opportunity, which a lot of people miss, you know, which is great. So you came with a concept. So tell me about the idea. How so you got the idea? So what happened next And Did you build the business before you went to the Dragon's Den? And we're gonna go really deep into that. So how did the idea materialize before you went to Dragon's Den?
1: Yeah, so when I started, it was just the curtain siders of the trailers. Mm-hmm. And then, probably about three months later, I, I kind of understood that curtain siders are great because it seemed a lot of people, but the rear is where, where the money's made. Yeah. Because you've got the dwell time. So I kind of changed the model a little bit. So, okay. So initially, I was literally on the phone to hundreds of haulers, just trying to get them to say yes. Right. Um, and it's funny, you know, the, some of the ones that said no, that'll never work, are now trying to get me to just go. Right. Okay, you can sell my fleet now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell all the ones that joined up first. And can't do it every time, but most times out of ten, I learn pretty quickly who who I want to work with and who I don't. Yeah. It took us a good six months to land our first client. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you set up a business, you think I'm gonna be a millionaire by Christmas. Doesn't quite work
0: no, like that. No. It seems because when I went to recruitment initially, we used to do class one drivers, mm. class one, class two. So I know how difficult it is to get hold of the decision maker. And uh, the haulage industry is is a tough industry. You can make so, one or 2% off
1: anything they do. So yeah. it is tough.
0: And they watch their margins. And So what kind of rejections were you getting? So, like, you know, people listening now, they're starting a business it's good to hear these stories about rejection but then obviously getting results so what kind
1: of things were you getting and obviously you got brands are marketing agencies and hauliers so from the hauliers it was telling me the technology isn't there they'll shrink though you know you can't get the colors on it so that i don't want to be associated with it too much hassle it's never going to work that kind of thing but then about my sixth call someone went you know what i've got 100 trailers you know, you're probably not going to make it work, but if you do make it work, you know, that's 100k that I wouldn't have earned otherwise.
0: Yeah, wow. So, it's so that one call,
1: potentially, they want to put it all, on all their fleet. Yeah. So, the haulers who work with sort of forms of three buckets again. Right, okay. So, the Eddie Stobarts that, you know, even if we pay them a million pounds a truck, we'd never get on. Yeah. The sort of, the ones I really like working with are the, the middle bucket. Right. Where... If the money's right, they'll do it because they look after their fleet, they look after their staff. Yeah. They're happy to adapt. So some clients like do like to be based in Leeds, but they also want to be down in London. So yeah. it's like, like if they do go on a London route, just prioritize that trailer please. Yeah. Um, and they'll they will do it, you know, because they understand by working with me they can get future revenues and sort of the third bucket is kind of by the time you spoke to them like while well, you still talking, I said yes in my head like ten minutes ago.
0: Yeah. So obviously you had to sell straight away, and yeah. I know sales is a tough industry. Were you always good at selling? Did you, when you were first making this course all these courses with companies, how did you get around, you know, being able to portray your message to them? Was it something you grew into,
1: or were you always oh, good at sales? I hate selling, and I still hate selling. But yeah. like the first time I did it, it was like, Are you gonna set yourself five? Then you're gonna have like half an hour break, then you do another five, and it just seemed to take me ages. And like the first rejection you got, it was like, right that's awful, I don't want to, don't, why am I doing this I yeah. thing? Almost killed it before it started. But I think the thing you learn is is the more you do it, the better you get. So now when I cold call, even though I don't do it very often, but yeah. it, I know what my pitch is. I don't even have to think about it. So I'll be dialing the phone before you even have to thought about it and think about a rejection. But you usually find the one after. So if you're about to give up, it's the one after that you tend to get that yes. Yeah. So I'm always like, right, okay, got rejection, make three more if you if you still get no no hope take half an hour do something else and you know, usually the first one if not the second one it's always oh that's interesting you know good timing come speak to me or you know send me some, some information
0: yeah definitely and i say it's about sales because i was when i first got into sales it's a shock but the great rewards come from selling yeah you know? and i always say look do what other people don't want to do because if everyone was good at sales then obviously it'll be easy, wouldn't it? So. I
1: think if you can master sales, it makes your journey into an entrepreneurship really easy because you know your product. No one can sell it better than you. So if you're selling hundred grand, two hundred grand products, and you don't really need someone else to come in until that you know you're ready, because I really struggle with it, I'm going to have to employ someone who's taking a bit more of a risk. So I'm having to cost me more in the long run. But equally, if it pays off, it can triple my growth like three years early. So it's it's a trade off, you know. You understand how to sell, understand what you the message you want to portray, but then don't be afraid, to, you know, admit defeat. Yeah. it's taken me almost three years to go right. I can actually afford someone now. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's a good message. I think a lot of people and we've done some podcasts already on this. They concentrate too much on the product, just spend too much time on this. Yeah, you've got to focus on sales. And like I said, you, you know, you don't like sales, but you know. Sales is what will drive the business forward,
1: you and now you're investing. Yeah, in without that. sales, you've got no money, without money, you've got not got a business.
0: Yeah, and I always said, Money is the oxygen, you yeah. know, no matter what you've got, the best idea, but it's good coming from yourself. Like you said, you know, you're going to focus on sales, which again will get your revenues, and then you can focus on even making your service and product even better.
1: Yeah, I th- think for me, I saw sales as my first problem. Like, you know, once I've got a sale, I can worry about how to deliver it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. I got my first sale, and it's like, Oh, so actually, how do I get this idea onto the trailer? Which, to be fair, was a lot easier than I was thinking it was.
0: Yeah, you did the right way around. You know, a lot of people would have spent a lot of time building, getting this logo designs for the chalks And before you know it, you've got this great product, but no one wants it. And then you lose confidence because you spent so much time building it. Yeah. So you, you built this, so, you, so that order came through. Was that the, the time where you thought, right, I'm going to go to Dragon's Den? Was anything
1: that you... Not you've... really. That was about a year before I applied. Okay. I think I did apply, but... I just didn't hear back but then about a year later we had a couple more wins you know getting bigger and bigger getting a more confident right. the big problem we have was awareness you know i was ringing companies and they were like well, we advertise on tv radio yeah. you know everything else i've never thought of putting on a truck yeah. but actually that's quite a good idea and i was like i could kind of growth hack it in a way get in front of loads of people for free potentially yeah. raise some money yeah why not give it a go again and it, and it kind of
0: works. So, talk so talks the process. So, obviously, you decided, look, everybody would love to go on Dragon's Den. It's just exposure, like you said. You yeah. know, even if you fail, we don't get investment. Your name's just been taken okay. up there. Yeah. So, what is the process? So, if anyone listening wants to go on Dragon's Den, um, what's the process
1: at the start? Uh, so, there's a form. So, if you go to BBC slash Dragon's Den, there's a little form to fill out. Okay. I think it's like six or seven questions. Right. Okay. And they don't take that long. I think it took me like 10, 15 minutes. Right. And then the team used that to sort of identify potential companies to work speaking to. Sure. So I got a call back about two weeks later. And it's pretty much just running through the sheet again to make sure what you said is actually what you, what you wrote. Right. Um, and I think for me, I was quite lucky because I saved yeah. it. So I was like, some of the things, I was like, oh, yeah, that's changed. I've now got you know another client um, or you know, launching another client. Yeah. Which is what we're expecting the revenue to be. And then if they're happy with that, they invite you into like a little pre-interview. Right. So effectively, you're doing a your pitch to camera and you just do it until, you, until it's perfect. So you got the
0: call. Did you expect the call?
1: Not really. I was, because I got rejected before. I was like, it'd be nice if it happened. Like, oh, so
0: you tried it before? Yeah. So was this your like, um, so when did you try it? So how much space did you leave? Or can you just keep it? Probably about
1: month five. So I started in August, at probably about January, February 2016. Yeah like this way around for about january february 2017 right okay yeah and then was filmed in the may 17 last year
0: wow and from your first application to your second did you change anything
1: or you just um, not really my pitch was pretty much the same i mean they made me change the, like obviously you know they look at things and you go well you can't do that yeah. because obviously i think the first time around the plan was to give each dragon like Trucks with their businesses on. lot like We can't really do that. Yeah, cause it's against BBC guidelines. Right. Okay. like so to mock up a dragon's tail.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go into that. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's
1: so, just lots of little things that you never think about for TV that you need. Yeah. Like that was really like I nailed it fifth time around, but then completely bottled the sixth one. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, this is almost scarier than doing it in real life.
0: Right. So initially, so you you do the application, you then got the call, you then do a mini interview. Yeah. Which is with the, their production team, is it? Or yeah, do you do the, it yourself?
1: the production team. So you go into Media Central, wherever it is in Manchester. Manchester, yeah.
0: So you will be calling the actual pitch that you're going to be doing live.
1: Yeah, sort of a, a rehearsed version of the, the live one. Oh. And you, you literally just do it until it's perfect. Oh, you keep on doing so it. So if you stumble, they'll stop you and you go again. So I, I was... I think I was about 95% in the fifth one. And then the sixth one, I just was like, I got to like the 10th world. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, I have just cut. Yeah. I've done it perfectly. I'll, I'll keep that one.
0: And once you've done that, so let's say you've got the pitch perfect. Are you guaranteed to go on the live show? You're never guaranteed. You never know.
1: Oh, no. Go so away. they were like, we'll go away. We'll obviously have a director's meeting about it. Well, then I'll ring you in a couple of weeks if we're going to take you forward. Wow. Got a call week. I think it was about a week later saying, are you free in June? Yeah. yeah well. Yeah, when in June? Yeah, I'm free, yeah. <laughs> and I think it ended up being like the very end of May. So they, they they pay for a hotel, so you have to be there. Yeah. You drop off your props the night before. Yeah. And you've got to be at the studio for six o'clock. If you're late, that's it, game over.
0: So you have to be there on time. And what are the numbers like? So did you see many other... Um...
1: I think there are about six of us for six each recording. Oh, do. Okay. And the, thing, the way it works is, is you don't know when you're going in, and they don't know where you're going in. All right. And if they run out of time, you've got to come back tomorrow. Right. See. So you can be waiting for there for like sixteen hours, and Wow! then have to go back to the hotel and then come back in the morning.
0: So I'm assuming so once you've been selected, even though you're even live recording it, they've still got to make the cut. So you still
1: yeah. want to make it. The in my six only two got broadcast plus me. Right. So they probably had fifty percent cold rate and there could be various reasons of yeah, it's not a good read yet. Yeah. Wasn't a good pitch or you know, it wasn't wasn't very good moments, that kind of thing. Wow.
0: That's interesting. It's really interesting to get the behind the scenes because when we watch the show, you just see it, it's like it's... It,
1: yeah, that 20 minutes is actually two hours or yeah. more in the den.
0: And then obviously the application. So you got that. So talk to talk the, the day, right? The day. So you're in the hotel. Yeah. You're there. I guess you're rehearsing it going over and over again. Or are you? Or are you just relax. Uh, well, I
1: brought my now fiancé up because okay. I was like, this is great, you know. Tara's off work. Yeah, we, you know you can go to Manchester. She didn't yeah. appreciate. it, she was. She didn't realize how long she'd be in Manchester. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know that it could have been worse. I was Absolutely. first in, so I got let go after lunch. Wow. So I could, if I was the first in the same afternoon, it might have been eight o'clock at night before I, before I could even text her again. Because wow. they do, they you know you're not allowed to take any pictures, you're not allowed to say anything. Because if they find out, that's it. You're dead. You know, right. it's not shit. No air. Yeah, yeah. So would um, go through. So that it was like as soon as obviously. You're in there. I turn my phone off. That's it. Focused on this. That's when I started to kind of... I didn't really get a chance to run through my pitch properly, but yeah, just have a look, make sure it's all there. Right, got it. So, from the hotel, how far is it to the actual studio? I think it's a couple of miles. Um, a couple of miles, yeah. Yeah. So I, I drove, but they do provide a minibus, but I was like, sod's law is I'm going to miss the minibus. Yeah, so I might yeah. as well just drive anyway because yeah, sure. I'm meeting Tara in Manchester later. That way I can just... When I'm done, just get in the car, just drive to Manchester, break the news or good news, well, yeah, um, yeah, break the bad news. Is what I was thinking, but yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the ch- you know, no way am my business good enough to be an investment. Although it'd be amazing. Yeah.
0: So when when you get into the actual studio. Is there a lift? That go- I watch his lift. Is the lift that actually goes on? I know so big...
1: originally there was a lift. Oh, there, were, it was filmed in a factory. Yeah, that's but right. speaking to the sound guys, and the big problem is there's a rail line next to it. Right. So in the very early ones, you'll, you'll find that the, the edit's not quite good as it could be because the, there was a train past as they went to the numbers. Right. They can't use that bit because yeah. it just doesn't sound right if they've yeah. edited it. Yeah. So now it's in like a soundproof studio. So it's not high enough to have a proper lift. Yeah, uh, but it, it looks really realistic. Yeah, uh, like the mechanics behind it. Like when I was doing a walkthrough, I was just like, I want to find out how that
0: works. Yeah, yeah. So recreate really this factory environment yeah. in a studio
1: it is it feels real. Like you can forget you're in a in a studio.
0: Okay, so you got to a really good stage. You're ready. What are you thinking now? So you just you've got up
1: and what do they call your name or? So you're kind of kept in the green room, I think they called it. Yeah. Um, so you can talk to each other, but obviously it's like a military camp, so you're not allowed to see the dragons before. Right. So you get escorted around this and right. I think my my funniest memory is just before I'm about to go on for something, it's like dragging in corridor B or something like that, and it's like, right, you in there because <laughs> someone was coming around the corner and they yeah. saw me, that was it. Wow. So who, just, who did, you did you see? I didn't see so they were, they were just too quick I didn't even right. get a chance wow <laughs>
0: interesting so you're, you're going up now um, so what's your what's the first so as you walk in how did you feel
1: you know uh, seeing the dragons for the first time I think it was a mix of nerves and excitement so when you're kind of escorted out to go mm-hmm. in properly like nerves are building and you can tell that in the start of my pitch because I was like uh uh yeah. but I think the worst thing is is when you're waiting in that in that little corridor, you know, with the green light, you can hear them being put down because you know there's there's not proper walls. Yeah. But like I could hear Deborah laughing. I could hear Peter making a joke.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just like, um, that's like five minutes. I'm going in there. And hopefully I'm not going to rip the pub. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it sounds really... For me, I, I love sales, so I'm excited by it. So I, I want to go and do it. But at the time, I suppose it's different because you're there the moment. Yeah. And, you know, you have yeah. goosebumps. You're thinking, you watch this show on TV. Did on I do TV. enough preparation? Yeah, no, that's interesting. So when the pitch started, was there anything that knocked you off? Like, was there any question where you thought, oh, okay. Because when I watch Dragon's Den, there's always sometimes when they asked a question about financials and someone gets kind of stuck on it. And you think, oh. That she was she me. So, so, what, talk me through that. How did, how did you get around? So,
1: it? when I walked out at the end, I thought I didn't, I've done amazing. I couldn't have done that much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I'd nailed it, like, confidently, really mm-hmm. well. It was only when I got, I actually saw the pictures, like, it all came flooding back. Like, oh, right, was, yeah. like as soon as I started stuttering, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I didn't start as well as I thought it did. Yeah. Um, the numbers bit, I, rem- I remember that, that was like my only thing I could have probably improved on. Yeah. But what you didn't see is, I knew what my figures should have been yeah. because I knew the margins. Like I can nail the margins. I just couldn't tell you what 40% of 250,000 was. I just, yeah. Maths was just not working. No. And when I was in top set in school, like yeah. Mrs. Kramer would have been really annoyed at me. That's yeah, simple yeah. maths. So you knew the figures.
0: <laughs> so do you think, because when we watch it from, from, from viewers, you think, God, that's just like, how did he get that wrong? It's probably the actual whole You've thing. You've got
1: so much to remember. I've got to remember like a minute, 90-second pitch, yeah. plus my numbers, plus yeah. everything else they ask you. And it's not like I have notes. So if I forget, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's gone. I'm a big believer in if I don't know, I'll tell you. You Sometimes you do take a white lie, but a lot of the time, if I don't know, I'll just say I won't know. Yeah. Uh, I'd do my best to not lie. And if it's, if it's not right for you, I'll tell you. So if just like, I know the margins, and I did get slated for knowing the margins and not the figures. Yeah. I'm like, well, at least I know the margins. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
0: right. And, and you know what? Sometimes a white lie is probably not a good thing to do because you always catch yourself going backwards and backwards. It's best to say, look, I don't know. I'll get back to you kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting for me because when I watch it, I do cringe when I think, oh, how do you forget the numbers? But like you said, you're more focused on remembering this kind of script that you've had. Yeah, you
1: focus on impressing them in that first minute than you are about the numbers because i knew the numbers I, I literally we walked through them like two minutes before i went in yeah and it's probably the reason i forgot them is i didn't two minutes yeah. before we walked in wow
0: and was there any dragon that you really wanted to work with if you could pick one dragon before and i know you've got a great dragon anyway yeah. but was there anyone that in your mind before you went and you thought okay lord if i get that dragon i'd be really happy with or was anything you
1: know? uh, not really so we obviously knew peter deborah and tuka because they were on before yeah but Jenny and Tage, we only found out about a month before, and there wasn't a lot of information about them. So, obviously, Tage was Vitabotics, and Jenny is your cash. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards Tage, because obviously, he it'd be a great initial customer. But looking back, I'm so glad I got Jenny, because she's got such a wealth of experience in everything else that's been really helpful. So, she does have a little bit of advertising experience. She just doesn't shout about it because it didn't quite work, Right. Um, which has been really useful to learn. Yeah. I think that's the thing is you want people who've got a wealth of not just focused on technology or focused on vitamins or supply chain. You want people who, you know, I know enough about that and I, I know who to speak to in that regard, which is just what you want.
0: Yeah. Especially in your stage of your business, startup wise, you want the yeah. knowledge on how can I can expand it. So there was a bit of a joke from Peter Jones um, I couldn't
1: recall reading
0: about tell the audience a bit about that about when he said was he age
1: or yeah he... so he honestly believed I was still at school <laughs> uh, so he he said that, you know he, uh, he was school and I was like no I'm a Derby graduate he's like no you, you've got to be 14 <laughs> uh, yeah and I t- said a thing about having my passport. I can you show you. Yeah. The thing was, I didn't. I thought I had my passport. We did it. But it wasn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that Arthur said, it. "Was like, oh, please don't say yes. That would yeah. be awkward." That would be awkward. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah.
0: But I'll go and get it for you now. Back to
1: back to yeah. Derby.
0: So you got in back, didn't you? You
1: you, you didn't. Yeah, I of kind of dug myself a hole. But then Deborah was the only dragon that said something negative or neutral about yeah. me. Everyone else was like, it's either not the right stage yeah. or you need to do something for me to be interested or well, obviously make the investment. Yeah. So, um, Taj and Peter were like, it's just too early for us. Right. You just need to be that little f- bit further ahead. And I think we're fast approaching where, you know, we, I would never have got that without Jenny's help.
0: So, when you when you were at the five Dragons, so you've done your pitch. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you, you've kind of got, got your pitch done. What was the... Um... Just talk to the process. For someone who's not watched the actual, and I recommend you watching it. But someone who watched it, just who went first and who, who kind of like picked you, who didn't pick you. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. So funny enough, the what you see in the record, like the recording, that is the first thing at, at all is Peter's question about my age. Right. And I'm, I'm sure he did it to relax me. Yeah. But it was just like oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and then I can't really remember the rest of the order. And like, if you ask me, like straight off, I've done it. I know, bang my bang. You know, there was loads of questions about the industry, the advertising, all that kind of thing. You know, material. I'm pretty sure it went from Peter, then Teja or something, then it went to Tuca, then it went to Deborah. Jenny was really quiet until towards the end of it, but I, I think she was kind of. I'll, I'll, I'll take that a bit from information. Yeah. So when I speak, I know what I want, and I'm going to get make sure I get that answer.
0: And that's interesting because I do a bit of speaking. I did a bit of training on speakers and they always... I I would always think if I look at the audience and someone's quiet, I'm thinking, oh, they're either getting bored of what I'm saying or they're just followed away. But actually, they could be the ones that are really thinking about it, like Jenny did, thinking about it, thinking about it. And really, they're the serious ones when you're looking to, you know, upsell something. So that's interesting. So did you get... How many offers did you actually get in the end?
1: Um, I technically got two. Yeah. But for two, because I had to have moved to London which at the time was just not an option. Well, I could have moved to Tring, but apparently I wasn't close enough. You can't leave Derby. It's
0: amazing. <laughs> well, I, I live in Nottingham now, oh, you're on in the really dark good. side. <laughs> not, not too far from Derby. Yeah, no. you've got to cross. But uh, no... But so-
1: I, think, I think our burn rate, if we moved to London, would just be astronomical. I mean, we, I was just getting on because Tara was working, I was paying our rent. Yeah. You know, we couldn't... We, we were like borderline. Yeah. And, you know, if we moved anywhere, that would be it. That burn rate would go through the roof. Yeah. And we did, you know... Nine months later, we were broadcast. I would not have survived if we moved to London.
0: Yeah, no, it's difficult. London is it's difficult, you know, to grow. And, you want to focus on growing the business, don't you? Yeah.
1: And that's the most thing you want to be doing. Yeah, I think the thing with businesses now, you want the lowest fixed cost you can get. Yeah. And when things ramp up, you can, variable costs can go up, but obviously they can come straight down again when you don't need it. That's right.
0: And that's a sensible, in any business, don't grow, you know, don't run before you can walk kind of thing. Yeah. It's good to expand and you know we're talking our fair about I think it's sales calculated it's risk isn't it yeah, 100%. It's, you
1: know i know i can afford it but there's a risk i won't so yeah. with the sales i know he's got a family so i need to have a certain amount in the bank so if i can, i can give him a warning you know you've got 6 months to do this work or i'm going to have to say i'm sorry but we're
0: you know, like Yeah, part ways. No, that's the best way, you know, when I started my business, the first thing, I did exactly the same. I'd look at, right, if I'm taking somebody on, how long can I keep them? They're going to have not so good periods and really good periods. So I'd work on three month cycles. Because on sales, a bit of the pipeline. So first month's building your pipeline. Yeah. Second month, you you're getting warm. Third month,
1: the client should come, the conversion should come in. and yeah. Tracking them three things. I think mean, it all depends on your in your pipeline. Yeah. But I know mine is particularly long, but you know he's been doing some commission only sales at the minute for me. Oh, that's good. Um, and it's just like, if you, you speak to them, yeah, but I never got anywhere. Literally, yeah. like five minutes later, oh, I booked a meeting for next week. Yeah. You know, how I yeah, could not even get through the call center, yeah. You had The exact same number, that's and you've right. managed to get a meeting. Yeah, it's just like
0: homing your skills, homing your skills, and also persistence. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, when I my recruitment company, I knew I had to get salespeople in because you can't do everything and then forget sales. You know, if you're expanding your business, looking at marketing stuff or whatever, you forget the sales. But if you've got someone doing it day in, day out, that's only going to produce your. Yeah, your I think your revenue.
1: for us, it's, that's the key area. We can grow sales, we can grow awareness, we can get bigger brands on. That's where the money for us is, is, the not the ones and the twos, it's the 10s, five, fifty, hundreds. 50s, 100s. Because, okay, there's a lot of effort to put on, but it's one hit of effort to get one really yeah. big reward.
0: No, you're right, and that is so true. Obviously, I've run my business for 10 years, we sold it. But our biggest client was New Look, the fashion mm. brand. And we started in one, two, but then they started using e commerce more and more. And we grew with them and it grew to 300 staff there. So you're right, you know, the bigger payoff is there if you go with a bigger brand because they can expand and you yeah. know, it's easier rather than just in one haulage company who just goes to Amsterdam and back. That's not really going to be a yeah, big payoff. The,
1: the need is probably one driver every three years when he has enough of driving for Exactly,
0: exactly. So look, going back to the Dragons then, because we, we said we would go different areas, <laughs> time, but we have done. that's cool. So, to Jenny was the one, to so you Deborah and Jenny who kind of made you an offer.
1: To uh, so Tuca made me an, Tuka, made an offer. Tuca, sorry, yeah. I had to move to London. Yep. Jenny made me an offer, and as you'll see, I literally accepted it straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason, well, like, I talked with, at the time I had three investors and, and myself, yep. and I discussed like what would what can I go to, and the thing was 20%. So as soon as she said that, I was like, job done. Yeah. You know, panic brain, just say yes. Yeah. I think in hindsight, I probably could have got it down a little bit. But yeah. I think if you've got a deal that's, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, If it had been 25%, i would probably try to get it down. But yeah. I think like, later, two of the investors fell out when it was a bit bit of a messy. But I think once I've got the dragon, you, should, like, you can bring a lot more than it's costing me in equity. I mean... We're just about on the verge of securing a Vitabiotics deal, and okay, it's small compared to what this Men and Outdoor, but the, you know, if we're getting isolly on, on board, uh, Vitabiotics on board, we've got a few other companies that you know just tipping over. Yeah, and you know they're big names, and it's, you know I would not have got those without Jenny's help and support.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. And with with Jenny coming, look, my podcast is mentoring, and I believe in mentoring, and I had mentors myself, and I know the value of a mentor, it is invaluable. And, uh, you know, I stress anyone who can get a mentor, it's really important. So the investment was probably nothing compared to her knowledge, which is probably worth millions in what she can offer you because she's been through that journey, hasn't she? Yeah. She knows where you can go She
1: knows where she can help. And at the minute, it's all getting on to that first employee because as soon as we get there, she can really come in and go, right, for us, if we can get, you know, him and we can go from him to 5 to 10 how quickly can we do it cuz the quicker we do it the better it is for us but obviously we want to do it sustainably so we're not putting too much risk into it and equally, we don't want to go down the debt route because when well, the contract's unlimited anyway yeah um, sure so it's it's about doing things quickly yet yeah, sustainably okay and you know, when, when you've got someone to bounce ideas off it's just like I've got an investment director through Jenny and it's just and us like just use them as a soundboard. You know? yeah. This is a stupid idea, but, and like three out of five times they go, Yeah, that's a stupid idea. But the two other times they go, Actually, that's not such a stupid idea. Give it a go. And we've just launched a direct mail campaign. Right, okay. Uh, so they went out last week, like alongside emails. And already I've usually emailed, you call emails, you don't open. That's right. All of them have been opened. Wow. But they've not clicked on it, but they're still they're opening it so obviously i'm saying something that's interesting yeah exactly normally they're just like you know when yeah. i can open
0: it that's it so you do a direct mail campaign followed up by the email um so it? it's so they get a little truck
1: yeah. with a and i was hoping the letter would roll around it but i kind of forgot that if i order from printers yeah. they're going to print it on hard like card yeah, to make yeah, it look yeah, professional. Yeah. so it's like a like an a4 thing attached to a big white box okay with a truck in so i'm hoping people will open the letter and go oh Okay, I mean to, to open that first. Wow. And it kind of sits on the desk. Now for me, if it sits on the desk or they take it home to their kid, that's my job done. Yeah. Because they're gonna see it every, every day. Every single day. And the yeah. kid'll
0: promote it and yeah. which is so, Exactly. That, and that's thinking out of the box, you know, giving something like that, it's just I like that. I like thinking we did a, at a podcast where we did the dental stuff and we give golden envelopes. It's just little things which are thinking out of the box, trying to go from the traditional just normal letter is is pretty good so back to the dragon so you've you got the investment so what happens after then so jenny's agreed it you're over the moon i know you accept it straight away but i think it's more heat at the moment yeah. you think wow i got an offer because you said initially you thought i'm not going to get anything but to get something, you think, well, I'll just take it anyway. Before yep. someone just shuts the, you know, shuts the show off or anything, I'll just take it. <laughs> it's a little wind up. <laughs> it was a wind up, yeah. Sorry, you you should have got there in that 10 seconds. That was your
1: 10 seconds to say yes. <laughs> but you've got it done. So what happens after that then? Uh, so you obviously walk out the den. That's obviously the end of what you see. I'm jump taking, up
0: and down and say yes so obviously yeah so
1: you' kind of led up to potions interview where they do the you know did it type thing yeah and then you kind of made to wait so I was first in the morning yeah so I had to wait I think it's like three hours for for the two others to do their pitch and then you just meet Jenny exchange details yeah and that's kind of it and then I got a I think I got an email from her investment director saying firstly well done for yeah. for getting an investment from Jenny obviously it's one of the first investments in Dragon's Den. Yeah. Um, Kind of a bit, bit about him. Yeah. Because he's he's kind of worked with uh, a few others before and he's also the, I think he's Tages' investment director as well. Okay. And it's just arranged to meet, let me find out about you
0: because uh, obviously
1: I've, he hasn't seen it yet and then he watches through the entire two-hour pitch. Uh, so if he invests in six companies, he's got to work, watch at least 12 hours of footage. Wow. And it's just like, okay, you said you had a 1,000 trailers, prove it. You said this, go and prove it. So they're verifying everything now. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm so glad I didn't get, get, you know, get a white light and go, whoops. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Because that's where you get found out. Yeah. All right. So that's interesting. So if you are pitching, it's a bit like you watch The Apprentice sometimes. You know when they rip into the CVs yeah. and it's like, hey, you just made that up there. So, you, so if you are
1: pitching, make sure what you say is actually true. Yeah, you can back it up. So you can back it up, with 1,000 yeah. trailers... I didn't know exactly how many traders I moved. Must, must be about a 1,000. Yeah. But when he was asked, I was like, okay, I'm just going to make sure I've got a 1,000 in case we asked for the, the trailer numbers. Yeah. So I just kind of went around the four. I had, and I think I added two. And I was like, yeah, yeah we're way over a 1,000. We'll be fine. Oh, excellent. Um, like now we're nearing 2,500 based off this sort of similar similar idea. I've got 13 fleets. That's great. And they probably, you know, the average is probably 150. Amazing. That's uh, really
0: yeah. good. So to verify the process. When's the first time? When do you meet Jenny? Or do you have calls with her? Uh, so the
1: f- pretty much just had Jenny's email until yeah. probably the she decided she wanted to go ahead. And then when she came up to Derby with her lawyer and obviously Stefan yeah. Met for the first time, obviously yeah. with Graham, mother, my mentor and investor. Yeah, um, And then it was kind of, this is the paperwork. So it took about three months for the paperwork to be sorted. And then it was like, well, we don't know when you're going to air and we don't really want to have a board meeting. And then after. have to, change plans yeah of course yeah. so we're going to do Dragon's Den and then we're going to have a board meeting probably about a month after see how you did and that was like the first time we could properly met and involved in the business and
0: so you've aired that's interesting so you aired the show sorry you've done the show before yeah. it even goes on air you're verifying everything yeah I suppose yeah. if that verification breaks down then obviously you don't go on
1: TV well you can be on TV so I've met up with a few people I was on on the show with and like one of them didn't get investment and the other one did um, but it, it fell through for various reasons and they still got aired. And I think that's how Dragons Dance. So, usually, yeah. I think the first bit is usually people who've either not got investment or it, it didn't succeed. Right, okay. Uh, because obviously, you don't want to put it out if it then breaks down. Yeah, of course. Um, so, this obviously, the second season is the bit like it's probably, you know, they've almost certainly got investment. And from an observer's point of view, that's probably how it works because yeah. you don't want to be putting your foot in, in, in right. you know, trying to do negotiations and try and deal with thousands of inquiries right. I mean we've got 17 inbound leads from the Sunday evening to the Monday morning just
0: from the, the show kind of thing and oh. it
1: just kept going yeah like at you're... one point on that Monday I was replying to an email probably every 30 seconds yeah. and I just kept getting five or six every time it was like a God's sake, yeah. just let me have five
0: minutes to yeah, deal with everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Because remember you visioned that, didn't you? You knew that if you got the exposure, yeah. this would happen. And that's that's just great, you know. Imagine how many calls you have to do
1: just to get that inquiry. Yeah, you know, well, funny you say calls like we expected everyone to call us. Yeah. So I had a bank of I think Dar- three Derby uni students. Yeah, yeah, right. Like three calls so it was all emails Yeah. You know. and I hadn't trained them to deal with emails it was just like god damn like yeah, they were just yeah. sitting there having, having the time of their life yeah, even paid, really paid on. to yeah. paid to wait for the phone to ring and I was like I've got 251 emails and I need to answer them all that's awesome I just that's didn't eat on Monday
0: no oh, you're buzzing you're getting the calls you're getting the inquiries, you want to get back to them you know that that's that's what you wanted and that's the best thing to yeah. do and also builds that trust between Jenny as well saying look
1: yeah, business it, works it, yeah it does work we you know we do you know, we are pulling in clients now. We are launching clients. We're halfway through Iceland at the minute. Yeah, and it's just you know all over the place. It's, I think the bigger the clients get, the more I learn. Yeah, and definitely. you can never stop learning. I think yeah. entrepreneurs are, like they don't half time. They don't know what they're doing. They're right. just making up as they go along. And I think that's that's how it should be. Yeah, you, you're, you're using people who know what they're doing, and you're using their, their skills to, to further your business. You know, I don't know how to make a cold call exactly how i want it but i know how it should sound it's not pushy and i'm going to use google now because i'm on their their hot list obviously they want to try and spend me more more money on adwords yeah and i keep calling I'm like no i'm fine i yeah. know how it works yeah. it works perfectly and it's not broke don't fix it that's right
0: that's right and then you can scale up and t- test the measures what i would you know would say yeah. test something measure it. if it works do more of it if it doesn't then just uh, stick to what you know but it's really important so yeah, you've got this dragon on board. So you're having board meetings, you know, it's a multimillionaire. And uh, what, what would you, you know, if you could summarize a few tips to the audience, what's a dragon brought to you? What are the key things that they've they just highlights of? You I know? think
1: it's experience, to be honest. You know, they've been in that position and, you know, it's it's learning what works. So like a the black book almost, so that's, the, that's the key thing is knowing people. Contacts. Yeah. So if she's a multimillionaire, she's going to know other multimillionaires and, okay, 90% of them won't be interested or couldn't be interested. But the ones she can introduce you, I'd have spent probably millions trying to chase them. Yeah. You never get them on the phone. Whereas, you know, through Jenny, we've managed to get VitaBiotics. And hopefully that will be launching mid to late August. And it's just, you know, I've been trying for, for months before to try and get VitaBiotics. Yeah. And then just Jenny having a polite word. And then an offer came back and I was like, well, yeah, I can do that. Crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Power of association. Mm. The fact that you with with Jenny just brings you up now, which is which is fantastic. So I, I want to. We're going to close the Dragons Den because I'm talking yeah. about you now. So if someone wants to go on Dragons Den, what advice would you give them? So if someone's sitting there listening, thinking, right, I've got this great idea," because you know your business idea, you know, wasn't like a three or four years into the business. You you, you run it, it for a it year. It was like a year and a half in. Year and a half in, and uh, and I you,
1: think I'd do the same. You'd have some sales. Have have potentially on the cusp of some really good deals. Yeah. Because that makes people exciting. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I can prove it works, that's always like three boxes tick. If I can yeah. prove I'm profitable, that's three boxes ticked. If you can prove a demand for your product, I think know your industry. If you can tell me, let's say you do camping products. Yeah. If you can tell me what the total camping value is, let's say it's 30 million, and your specific market is between five and seven million, and you reckon because it's, you know, it's a very you're doing what the top boy does at half the price you reckon you can capture 60 of it that means your market value potentially is x i think that's key because you you know your market and it just sounds really smart when you, you get you're reeling the numbers off yeah. and if they ask you about it you can back it up i think that's the thing is it's being confident and the, the producers do tell you to have a bit of bargey bargey with them don't roll over yeah because a it makes free tv and b it keeps them entertaining for them so you ignore that bit. <laughs> well, yes. I did, I did yeah. have a little bit of argy with Peter, but then, yeah. then as soon as I started digging myself, in my soul, I was like, oh, this is awkward. I don't yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> but you, you, you got the investment. So I yeah. think that's, that's some really good tips, you know. I think a lot of people go into business without actually proving it. Yeah. And don't forget you're asking for their money. So when you have someone's money, you've got to think for their
1: point of view. Yeah, they've got to trust you. Got to trust you. got
0: to trust you, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I, that's like, like I said, be open and honest. If you lie... Like I think the prime example is like episode two or three with the football one. Yeah. He tried to hide a tax error he'd made. Yeah. And, you know, if he'd admitted it first time round, he'd have probably got three or four investors. Yeah. Because he hid it, he didn't get any. And it is quite sad. Everyone makes mistakes. Like, I've made mistakes. I can tell you what my biggest mistake was so far, and that was... Yeah. Like, the first six months, we were known as the advert man. It was just complete arrogance right. in hindsight. You know, yeah. I'm going to be the advert man. I'm going to be the yeah. saviour of advertisers. Yeah. And, you know, if I'd have thought about it, gone from a design agency, like Graham did, he's like, right, this is my designer. He's going to come up with a brand for you because if I didn't know you personally, I would not touch you with a barge pole. And it came up with Driven Media, which has stuck, and it's really good. I love it. Uh, you know, the purple. It's a nice brand. It says what we do, and it gives yeah. us space to grow.
0: Yeah, I like I like the name because it just does it driven media is like you can obviously go into other stuff as well, but it just says what it what it is and it's it's professional and it sounds good and it's working, that's the most important yeah. thing, isn't it? So look, the Dragon's Dead, what an experience I think you've shared so so many nuggets here. If anyone's listening, God, that's an experience from someone who's been there, got the investment, and just hearing the insights, how it works. If someone did happen to listen to this and got onto Dragon's Den, they've got a wealth of knowledge there, which you've shared. So thank you for that. No worries. So you went to university, I want to touch on university because I think a lot of listeners are not sure about university now. I went to university, did a business degree. Was it relevant? Not, it wasn't really relevant. But I learnt a lot on how to hustle and how to survive at university. You're a bit younger
1: than me. Um, so what's your take on university? What What did you study? I uh, studied business studies and I think the most I learned was actually the independent living. I would not have come to Derby if it wasn't Derby Uni. I probably wouldn't have set up a business if it wasn't for Derby Uni. And the Derby Uni have just been fantastic. They were my first client. Okay. So I think that's credit to Derby Uni. But I think you're kind of learning, you've got new friends. And I think if you're looking to set up a business, there's no better thing than to go to university. You've got new experiences times like seven. You know, new friends, new content, uh, new city or town, new experiences, new sports. There is no better place you know I think they often say that it's often immigrants that will be entrepreneurs because they've got nothing to lose really yeah
0: that's right my parents were so you're right with that so that's interesting take on university because I think the way you described that I took a lot of them I think maybe we underestimate the challenge of meeting new people the environment and dealing with that because that's business yeah because you're chucked into an environment if they could make the education a bit more entrepreneurship maybe they'll have to perform here for entrepreneurs there
1: yeah i think yeah it's all about the content if you can make it interesting and relevant and i think you're never gonna please everyone i think that's the Mm -hmm. thing to mention everyone is different like i was doing business studies so i was fully expecting to be right model is sell this make a profit yeah tell me what you do next time and i think they started to do that now in enterprise but it's just like it's kind of soft set scales you know it's a lot harder than you think it is you know you think you think if you set up a business, you can just sit on your ass for six months and then walk away a millionaire? Yeah. Like six months later, it doesn't work like that. No. It, you know, I'm I'm getting up at five forty. I'm working pretty much all the way till six o'clock. If I had a job, I would that be you'd be mad. You'd be sending me off to the hospital. That's right. Yeah, but because it's my own business, I'm putting everything in it. It's my my baby on the line, effectively.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to scale the business up, otherwise, it's the worst paid job. Yeah, because you're working. Oh, God, at, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm working. Like my
1: first year, I But I didn't. I only just started paying myself, and it's even like, like I could earn more by doing Tesco yeah. skills. Training. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. But it's like I earned it. But it's the journey, you know. Yeah. My
0: payoff was after ten years, we sold the business, and it's just a payoff, the experience. But yeah, I think you know, anyone going into business, it's exciting, it's fun. But it's hard work, and you've got to put the hard work. In. Oh yeah. Until you get big enough, like Jenny, we well, don't need to because it's a power I think, association. I think even
1: so, though, you've got to be put your finger in it. Yeah. If a whole me doing, just go. You know, I think there's no better leader than someone that just gets stuck in. Um, you know, the people who tell people to do stuff but aren't prepared to do the sales. I'm sorry, but yeah, you know, where's the leadership? If you're yeah. prepared to go, look, yeah, you know, the lose block. Let me do it. You get on me your job. I know that's what you're good at rather than just kind of sitting in their arse and watching people do something horrible. Yeah. I think people look up to people who you know, are prepared to do something they're not familiar to do. That's right.
0: It's refreshing because you talked about sales. And when I um, coach people or recruit for them on sales roles, I always ask the question, have you done it yourself? And if they haven't, you'll find a pattern. The salespeople don't stay there because they don't know how hard it is and what to say. So I always say lead by example, you know. And it's good that you've done that.
1: Yeah, because you know how hard years, it is. I'd rather not do it again. But you know, if, if someone needs, I think the way I'm going to work is it's very much of you, you've done it for 20 years, 30 yeah. years. You bring in how you want to do it, and we'll adapt it around you. If you work best by selling on the phone, there's the phone. If you want to do it by emails, there's, there's the computer. If you want to just get up and knock doors, well, there's a the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long, as long as
0: you're bringing the sales, I don't care yeah. what you do. You yeah. can do whatever you want. Exactly. for Barbados <laughs> but just bringing them sales. Yeah. And oh. that's probably the best thing to do, you know, because a lot of salespeople will like if you dictate to them, they'll put it back to your, your the way you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, no, you told me to do it this way. You told me to do it this way. So yeah, try and work with their skill and say okay. What yeah, I think the main thing
1: is, is is it's all got to go in our CRM. So if as long as I can see what you're doing, even yeah. if you you know, as long as I can see in there and go, okay, he's not brought anything in, but he's got. Forty thousand pounds about to drop. He's yeah. got another two hundred thousand that's about probably six weeks away. That's all I want to see. You know, I don't care how you got it really, as long as it's good quality. It's on my brand guidelines. That's fine. You can yeah. just sell it.
0: That's good. And KPIs, KPIs is, is
1: one of the things that I focus on myself. Oh, yeah. People, KPIs drive. And I've like got, you said, I've got personal ones as well. So follow up calls. Is, I've got maybe 50 a week. Yeah, like it's all tracked in our CRM, HubSpot. So it's good when they're all green. It's a bit like it's almost like a race. Yeah. And like I want them all to be green. Yeah. Like even when I'm away four days a week, I'm like, right, fifty calls today, just yeah, exactly.
0: get it. <laughs> get it done, get the calls done. Calls the first things, get them out
1: of the way, done, and then you, you get a good reward and you know the day's yeah. days are much better. Good I stuff. F- completely agree. If I don't do them to start with, I'll put them off and it won't get done today. Like I like doing my calls at sort of nine to 11 Yeah. And then I might have it depends on how many I've got done, I might have another blast at one o'clock. Okay. That's usually how I do it. Let's try and do as many as I can. Yeah. Get them out of the way.
0: And think of that as the driver your business, you know, it's a fuel of your business. Mm. If you mm. don't put your fuel in, which is your sales, your vehicle ain't gonna run. And driven media, you know. You really <laughs> need that. It's a good little pond there. So you've done really well. Is there any lessons? I know you mentioned lesson before, so if you could share some lessons as well that you've learnt in in your time working with the Dragon, working on your own, someone going into business now, any lessons you would say, like, this is what I've learned, anything you want to share
1: with the the listeners? Definitely talk to your customers first. It took me about three months to realise people weren't really interested in the sides. You know, they wanted the full truck, they wanted the rear. And if you can talk to customers, you've kind of saved yourself heartache. If you turn, turn around and they go, actually, I'd never buy that, Probably a wake up call. Yeah. Although in my experience, the media agency said they wouldn't buy it. The Browns said they loved it. So make sure you speak to the right people. Probably again about branding. You know, I sit and think: Are you portraying what you want to do? Um, and again, probably get a mentor. It, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. If they can see the potential, they'll guide you. You know, that you might be a completely different industry. So Graham, my mentor, was a completely different industry. Yeah. Yet he was able to he helped me put a roadmap in. And was like, what are you going to do? What are you looking to do? Put a plan in place. You know, foundations, even if it was, you know, high the a like, Like, come down here. You've not made it yet, type thing. Yeah. And I think from Jenny, it's, I think it's that. I think it's probably the strategy. Because I we know where we're heading. We've got little stepping stones to get there now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a great thing in mentoring. And, like, Jenny's brought the value to it. I think if you've got an idea if you've got someone that can just guide you on the right path, because yeah. as entrepreneurs, you know, before you got the mentors, you go around all these different paths, and sometimes you kind of hit the brick wall, and if you haven't got persistence, you'll give up. But if you've got someone to say, look, here's a star, follow it this way, yeah. it just helps so much and gives you confidence.
1: I think everyone's business is different, and I think the key thing is, don't look at social media and see what other people are doing. Yeah. Because... So the outside world is deliberate. The scenes that I've got a team of people and we're, we're a massive company. Yeah. In reality, you know, yeah. the number of LinkedIn messages are like, how do you do it? I'm like, it's just me and my laptop and my yeah. phone. Yeah. And I literally just run around like a headless chicken, between meetings, making calls. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's like, you've got a team. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I mentioned Tara, who does yeah. nothing at all. It's just a name. Yeah. Uh, mentioned people, random names, just because it, it makes me seem trusted and it works. Yeah. But equally... If you're an entrepreneur, you're going, oh, God, he's in three years. He's going from a team of, like, one to, like, looks yeah. like five. How am I doing that? And I'm like, well, not really. Behind yeah. the scenes, it's just me doing, like, lots of little things.
0: And there's no magic bullet. No, I, no. I think people want to know, but it's hard work. If you look about anyone's journey, they put the craft in. And that's the most important thing. Like you said, if you're looking to start a business and you're trying to find out how the quickest route, the quickest route is actually getting on with doing it and yeah. making the calls. Taking the kickbacks,
1: learning from them,
0: because even if you want to mentor, you have to do something before you can like the dragon's den. You have to do something before people are going to invest yeah, in you. I think
1: the, the overnight successes—they weren't overnight successes. They were twenty-year successes that just happened to pinnacle on one day.
0: Yeah. Right, we're coming towards the end of the interview. I've just done a post on routines, and I've uh, I did a podcast. Any routines? I know you mentioned you getting up early. I get really early as well. Any routines? Morning routines you have at the moment?
1: Usually I get up and I do all admin stuff first because I find in that first two hours when no one else is emailing me, I can do loads of emails, I can be productive as if I had a full day at work. And it's great. It annoys the hell out of my suppliers, but it's great, and potentially my customers as well, but they usually appreciate that I'm up early dealing with it. So I think that's probably the main one is get up early, get get ahead of everything. And then you're not firefighting. And I block book my diary now. So... For instance, today I block book three hours. Yeah. Nothing else can go there. Yeah, sure. And then I'll block book follow-up calls on specific days, and I'll block book, I used to block book cold calls now, but I don't have the time to do it for, yeah. for months. Um, and I think that's the thing, is you have to be rigid. I think I was reading today that someone someone on a Sunday will look, put, go through their diary and go, right, I'm in there, I'm in there, I'm in there, and there. Once he's done that, nothing else gets in for that week. Yeah. Because he's, like, essentially things to do. I think that's the thing is you're always going to have interruptions. Like, if I'm on my own, if yeah. someone rings the phone, I've got to pick it up.
0: 100% block booking is important, like you said. And, and you know, I used to do, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I just realised, you know what, I just need to block a bit more time. Yeah. Because then you've, you've got to get that task done. You, you,
1: you add the stress yourself if you, you don't do. give enough time. So I tend to give myself... I tend to block book everything as an hour even if it takes me half an hour Yeah. because nine times I turn if I give myself half an hour the phone will ring that would be fine and then I'm behind yeah. the whole day
0: yeah that's right no you're right that's, that's, that's some great tips that you're given
1: there and I think the only thing I mention is just give yourself some time for lunch even if it's ten minutes eat <laughs> yeah eat for sure you <laughs> you collapse yeah sure you, if I've done it one day I just like I was so hungry. I was just driving home going, all I could think of it was food. It's yeah. not good when you're trying to drive from diapers and nothing.
0: No, no, you're right. And it's, it's difficult because you've got to mix everything as an entrepreneur, but you've got to look after yourself. Health is wealth. You know, make sure you, you feed yourself, make sure you uh, do exercise because... I think you it's know, a blend of fat, like...
1: If you run your own business, it isn't like another member of your family. That's right. But equally, you can't spend all your time on it because you've got another family. Like Tara will come upstairs and chuck me off my computer if I've done it too much. Like on a weekend, I'm not meant to be working, but I'll get up early and then I'll work until she's up and I'll go... Well, you will not up. Yeah,
0: yeah. It yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And by the way, I love that name because my daughter's called Tara. Oh. And she does it a different way. She's like, Daddy, get off Instagram, get off this. I'm right. just like sending DMs back and stuff. But yeah, you've got to have the balance. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, especially. I think it's
1: not really a balance, it's a blend. You yeah. cut, it's not a scales. It's yeah. a bit of business, like weekdays, business is a bit, and the family's there. The other, it's got to flip around the other way. That's
0: right. That's right. that's good stuff. Now, look, I want to thank you for coming on. I think we've got so much information. We could probably talk for another hour or probably, oh, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> uh, but for the podcast purposes, you know, we've, we've kind of covered everything that I wanted. And it's been a great journey. You know, I, I love, you know, you've, you're have you such a nice guy. You know, you've done it. You're humble. You're not coming and say, yeah, smashed that, did this. You just told the truth. You know, you put the work in. You didn't want to do the sales, but, you know, you have to do sales. And that's reassuring for people because... They see these gurus now and think, oh, I can't be attorney Tony Robbins, I can't be that. But listen, we're just normal people doing it every day. Yeah, he had a goal in.
1: and he put his head to it and he did it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same thing. You know, there's going to be bits you don't like and you've got to start. To start with, I did everything. I did my accounts. And when I got to year one, I was like, okay, I need an accountant now. Yeah. I, I've earned enough. Yeah. She looked at it and went, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, because there was receipts missing. Yeah, yeah. It didn't add up. I used to put it off for a month. And now, because... She said, Let, get zero, it's really easy. you just got to put in the receipts and it just balances it for you. Yeah. And it just makes her life easier. And right. it's just like, all I've got to do is get the receipt, just check it's got the right VAT, and then it's done.
0: That's right. And simple things like that. And don't get lost up in doing too much stuff, you know. Focus on the business, talking to your customers. What makes you money. What makes <laughs> you money. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. I really appreciate that. Just before we go, where can people find you if they want to know a bit more about
1: your story and reach out to you? Uh, so probably the best place to go is our website, which is drivenmedia.co.uk. Instagram, or you on Instagram? Oh, no, I'm on Twitter is usually my Twitter. little thing. And then LinkedIn probably posts about two, three times a week.
0: Yeah, so connect with my on LinkedIn. Um, if you've got any questions that you want to ask him, you can reach me, which is jay at businessmentorpodcast.com. You can get me on my social media as well. And I hope you find some value. Until then, I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day.